0: Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This podcast is brought to you by Live Casino. You know what time it is? It's time for football and time to jump into the action at FanDuel Sportsbook and Lounge at Live Casino. Bet on your favorite teams at our self-service kiosks and sit back and watch the players duke it out on the field on our massive 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler i am recording this at 11 24 p.m on new year's day maybe five minutes after the kickoff after that ended yeah, i mean what a game i mean so much to take away from it this is going to be quick so i can get it to you quick i'm really looking forward to tomorrow's pod when i dig in even more so i'm going to do a pretty normal approach here things i thought about before the game how much 22 personnel was baltimore going to use in this one Two backs, two tight ends, just one receiver. Sure look like the whole game. (laughs) I mean, they just don't even mask it anymore. They used an inordinate amount against the Steelers the first time around. It looked like just as much because it's all they can do, and they're really good at it. So my question then, again, this is my pregame thoughts. You know, Would it be three linebackers together, three inside linebackers together behind a front five, three safeties, one corner, well, Steelers basically played a six-two. It looked like from start to finish, which is rare. I mean, four three-hundred-pound types. Your two edge guys, two inside linebackers, a lot of Mark Robinson. It looked like well, more Mark Robinson than usual. Love it. Um, <laughs> again, a big key to me here was make Huntley throw from the pocket. I'm not gonna say that really came to fruition. Um, he was often rolling out. You know, it it, it amazed me how much of a one-read-and-run guy Huntley is. He's not a very good player. I mean, he just isn't. And I'm not taking anything away from the Steelers here. I mean, they they planned accordingly. They had some problems getting him on the ground with that heavy personnel. But he is, I, I feel like they coach him to see the read, if not run. I mean, it's really that simple. And I think the Steelers had a good beat on that as well. I also wondered how much blitz would we see on true passing downs or when he's in the shotgun. Not nearly as much as I thought. It worked out, but I had some issues with that. I mean, the Ravens are the most blitzed team in the league. Um, We'll get to some of that as the game goes on, though. Even with Lamar, but Huntley's particularly terrible versus blitz. Um, They didn't stress him a lot with different exotic blitzes. That surprised me a little. Um, On the other side of the ball, no no Calais Campbell, no Peters. Uh, I was real curious, you know, Ravens points allowed per quarter. We talked about that a lot. Well, kind of came to fruition. I mean, they were awesome in the first quarter, awesome in the second quarter, really, really good in the third quarter, bad in the fourth quarter. In terms of points allowed all year, well, kind of held up. I mean, this is a trend with the Ravens' D. Would the Steelers stick with the run? (laughs) I chuckle, yeah, yeah, they sure did, and were unbelievably good at it. If you told me pregame the Steelers would run the ball half as well as they would, they did, I would have said, oh, I'll take it. I mean, that's probably the best run defense in the league, and they face the fewest carries in the league because people just scrap it. Uh, again, pregame thoughts. What would Roquan's impact be? Didn't stand out. Again, this, I'm just recording this after watching it on TV with my lazy boy. He didn't stand out in a massive manner like he did in the first game. How about more Friarmouth? Yeah, seems to be a trend. You know, I mean, Kenny's—that's Kenny's favorite guy, and I get it. I think Friarmouth's their best offensive player, not by leaps and bounds, but he continues to make plays. Nice that they have a middle of the field presence. Would they attack Humphreys again? No, they didn't. I mean, they attacked Humphreys like crazy in the first matchup, deep down the field. I have some issues with that, um, get to some of those things, but they were not attacking him regularly, especially on sideline-type routes like they did last time around. Um, can Pickett win this game? Was one? Of them. I mean, I'm just reading this verbatim. Trust me, I don't go back and tweak my notes post-game to make them fun. Yeah, I think he can, twice in a row now. Pretty nice. Can they force three corners onto the field? It doesn't look like that was a priority. I mean, their corner depth without Peters is real rough. Um, and they last game against Atlanta, who just runs and runs and runs, as you know, a third corner never saw the field for the Ravens. So they had an injury there for a bit. But I am curious to see what their snap counts are for corners. I bet their third corner played very, very little. Um, I don't have a lot of early game notes. You guys watched it. It was back and forth. It was Ravens Steelers. I mean, all these games are remarkably similar. I picked the Steelers to win this game 13-12. When I was on the pregame show with Jerry Dulac and Mike Persuda, I said, I feel like the first to 1-15 wins. Now, I'm not patting myself on the back here, but I think we kind of nailed it. And I don't think you need... You know, my thoughts on that. That's just what these teams are right now. I mean, they always are, but how they're currently constructed, it's more grinded out than ever. Um, big drive down, you know, to, to start this game. You know, phenomenal drive. You know, eight up, eight minutes of, of play almost. But I had a note even then, still lots of getting cute in the red zone. You know, you run running the ball well. They don't do a lot of bread and butter stuff in the red zone in the goal line. So that's a bit of a trend throughout the year. But it's definitely a trend throughout the year. Um, Stevens was the one that got injured to the hand. He didn't miss a lot of time. He's their second corner. So yeah, a couple other notes here. Seymour replaced Stevens, but not for long. Um, I have a big note here deep into the second or the first half. Losing hidden yardage, you know, and that was even before a couple of, you know, the big penalty and hidden yardage in this game. And what I mean by hidden yardage is special team stuff, penalties, things of that nature that don't always show up in the scoreboard or on on the box score. But they were losing the hidden yardage and they pretty much did start to finish in this one. Costly penalties, field position, and usually that team in this game and this type of game loses. So. Then, you know, it's, it's 3-3, and Steelers have another drive, moving the ball really well. And Bosworth comes out, smashes one into the upright. <sighs> now, <laughs> that was a crucial, crucial play in this game, and they got away with it. And I read, you know, that Boswell is, after that miss, was 15 of 22 for the year between 40 and 49 yards, which is the worst percentage in the league. But this is a game of inches, and I mean, has Boz been great this year? No, he's been problematic. Am I particularly worried about him? No. If that one goes four inches to the left, it's a field goal. If it goes four inches to the right, it doesn't hit the upright either. You know, like, he missed it. It wasn't a bad miss, game of inches. He gets the benefit of the doubt from me. It, he just does. But that was one of the biggest plays in the game before the final drives. I also made the note here, too, I'm starting to get a little frustrated because the Steelers are running the ball well. But I wrote down, any play action? As well as they ran the ball, and as well as the offense was top to bottom, I mean, in general, especially the run game, of course, Wasn't there 10 opportunities there for play action deep post or play action crosser over the middle when the linebackers bit? Like, I thought there was more opportunity for big pass plays based off this power run game that was dominating a great run defense. So, again... Got some good field position there for, for the the Ravens. They started a drive at the 38. Again, I'm like hidden yardage. You know, where these teams are starting drives. Things like that is big. Two minutes left in the half. That's about where I'm at in the game here, just with different notes. Made a little note. Robinson, the linebacker, flashes. Misses tackles, but this is a great opportunity for him. The six-man front. He doesn't have to read as much, although the Ravens are a complex offense. They're probably telling him... Run around and make plays. Be an athlete. He plays downhills. That plays downhill and, you know, pretty well protected in a situation like this. So, he flashes. I mean, I, I'm intrigued. I'm excited about Robinson. Um, oh, And then here's, like, the play of the game at this point. It's third and 16. 22 seconds left from the 22-yard line. Short run to Dobbins. Like, they're basically waving the white right the white flag. They're going to punt. And then the flag on Cam. Brutal. I thought it was a horrible call. Should Cam be smarter? Does he understand how the series works? How teams try to bait you to do these things? Of course. But I really don't think he did anything wrong. Like, I don't think nine out of ten times a flag comes out or should have come out from that. And it's half the distance to the goal. And then, boom, 11 seconds left. Touchdown to Likely. I just wrote down, that's some BS. I mean, it just is. That's a four-point penalty in a game that you know is going to get decided by a field goal. you know. So, yes, uh, am I being a homer on that one? Probably. Am I a little emotional right now, right after the game? Certainly. But I thought that was garbage and, you know, unexcusable, to be honest with you. So, as we do, this is what things look like at the half. Pickett's 5 for 10 for 42 yards. Huntley's 7 for 9 for 41 yards, but he does have that late touchdown. Andrews is 3 for 22, and I wrote that down because, like, wow, he only has 3 for 22? It looks like he's open all day. And that proved to be true as the game went along. Steelers had 107 rushing yards compared to 88 for Baltimore at the half. Dobbins had 10 for 65. Looks better and better every week. Steelers had eight first downs. Ravens had 11. But the Steelers had the ball for 1641 compared to 1319 for the Ravens. Yards for play, basically even, 4'7 to 4'6. Penalties, only one for five for the Ravens, which was huge in a game like this. Steelers, four for twenty-three, but one of them was utterly crucial. No turnovers in the half, but I, you know me, I count missed field goals as a as a uh turnover. So Boz's clank off the upright. I'm gonna call that a, a turnover. Um, and as I told you before, Steelers are basically running a six, two, like you don't see defenses running a six, two that only leaves three guys on the back end, corners and safeties and off the ball people crazy, but that's what they were doing. I mean, that's what they countered that big 22 offensive personnel, um, early in the game, early in the half, Baltimore gets the ball, it's third and seven. My note just is hits Andrews shocker. Andrews is back. Andrews is a problem. And that's, to me, part of the issue with playing the 6-2 is you can't double him. Didn't end up killing you in the end, but he's a really good player. And Huntley looks his way often as that first read, as I mentioned, then he runs. And that's how their offense is designed. You know that. But there is no perfect defense, and that's what you have to give up in order to play that 6-2. So, again, second and 25, huge conversion to Andrews, beats Bush. Again, you're going to get some single on their best receiver. Huntley made enough throws to answer, you know. And then I said, there's just no answer for Andrews and this big, the front, the big defensive front, not always able to run with Huntley to get him down. Um, There was a Minka scare there, but he quickly came back. That was great. I had a feeling that cart was going to come out for him. But again, that 6-2, you have a lot of 300-pounders trying to chase Huntley. That was a bit of an issue, too, with the scheme. But overall, the 6-2 thing worked great. Andrews gave you problems. Getting Huntley on the ground at times gave you problems with slower people than him. So we're rolling along here. And I don't want to bring down the room, but this is just a theme with this team. And this is when I starting to get a little frustrated was Pickett's playing well. I, I really like what he's doing at this stage of the game. You know, we're, we're pretty deep into the third quarter at this point. And, I'm, and my note is Pickett's playing really well, encouraging, looks like a bright future, but he has 68 passing yards. <laughs> it's just a theme this year. They just need so many plays to score points. You know, it feels like they play to get the third and three. I often tell you guys, third downs are, you know, problems. You need to get first downs on the first two downs. And I think they need more pickings. I think they need more play action. But again, my tone at this page stage of the game was, man, you know, like everything's so hard. They don't scheme things up to make Pickett's life easier. And, it, and it's doubly true in the red zone. And even when the game's done, we'll get to the final stats like Pickett played really well. But throws one touchdown and hardly has any yards. You know what I mean? Like it's just odd for the NFL. It's a problem. Um had a big note here too as this game goes on Watt looks more and more like himself. I mean this has not been the greatest opportunity of four games, let alone this one in particular to rush the passer. You know, there're not a lot of seven-step drops and things like that or even pass plays in general, but Watt's looking more and more like himself. Really like that. So again, we're drawing. you know, this is pretty deep into the, you know, we're almost in the fourth quarter here, and I write the note, have they taken any deep shots this entire game, Steelers? They're running the ball incredibly well, and I think the answer is no. Has there been any play action? Maybe one or two, but I'm going to try to watch that, you know, a second viewing zero or very, very little play action. Like, I just don't understand it. When you're doing something well, take it to the next level. Use that as a stepping stone for the next thing. And I, that's my problem with the the offensive coordinator, frankly. Um, and my note here is just Najee's just proving to get really tough to get on the ground. I mean, he looked great start to finish, but by this point in the game, He's really starting to take over and he looks like a first round pick for the first time in a while where give it to him, give it to him, get some of that Bettis feel where he's just hard to get on the ground. And then, you know, this is where they end up getting a field goal and make it 13-9, closing in on him a little bit. And I said, great drive. But th- at least throw one in the end zone. I mean, last game, they threw one pass in the end zone. This game, it took a long time before they threw a ball in the end zone. I don't think that's that much to ask. Um, Consistently putting Pickett in brutal red zone situations. So at this point, I'm a little down. I'm a little worried that this game is getting away from. And my, my, my sentence I wrote was just, I hate to say it, but the the missed F- Boz field goal, which hit the upright, I mean, game of inches. And the awful, awful call on Cam is the difference in a very evenly played game. But that's the room for error Pittsburgh plays with on offense. It's just, you're walking the razor's edge with the way you play on offense. And then huge kickoff return by Hill. And I'm like, oh man, starting to drive at the Steelers 40. Again, hidden yardage. You know, they they won that in a big way, Baltimore. And this was another example. But then we're starting to really see some clutch defense. You know, Watt really showing up. Third and 12. Edmonds makes that huge play as soon as the ball hits his hands. Basically, Edmonds saves us three points there, which could be the difference in the game. As, as big a as, play as the Bosbis field goal when it's all said and done. You know, so at this point, they showed a graphic about really great numbers by both Steeler running backs. And they didn't run Kenny much, by the way, which I think was by design. And also, it's more of a physical aspect with the other two, of course. But really great numbers before and after contact. Then they take a deep shot. You know, the go route to Deontay down the left sideline. Didn't get the second foot in. That guy's been snake bitten so close on 100 plays this year. But I like they finally took a deep shot. It feels like that was their first one. And we're kind of rolling along here, and it's late in the game. And my point at this, you know, right now was, you know, they're down at this point, and they need a touchdown, as you know, which they got, of course. And my the thing I wrote was, feeling really good about the Steelers' defense right now. I don't think the Ravens are going to move the ball with much consistency at this point. I thought the D really started to take over more and more and more as the game went over. But my note was, but I don't think there's enough time for two long field goal drives. I, I, at that point, I just had no faith in this team to score touchdowns, You know, I mean? which I think is warranted. Um, and then, of course, we saw what happened, which was phenomenal. And it's the second week in a row that the rookie quarterback has come up extremely clutch when you needed him most, throwing the ball in the end zone, making a play, third and eight from the eleven. He eludes a free rusher. As I've been telling you, he is unbelievably good at that. And he's a much twitchier athlete, I think, than any of us thought. Eludes a free rusher. Hits Harris. Which made me think, how many times have I been telling you guys, Harris, with that big catching radius, is a weapon in the passing game. You can throw that high ball and he plucks it with those long arms and big hands. Perfectly done. Beautiful play. Really was a beautiful play and extremely encouraging really something to build on so i'll be back with some final thoughts my stock up stock downs are pretty minuscule i don't have a ton else but back in a minute here are the final stats. Again, (laughs) I'm I'm very fond of Pickett, don't get me wrong. And he played extremely well. But in the end, the, the box score just doesn't look like you want it to. I mean, it's 15 for 27 for 168 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. In a winning effort, I'm not blaming him even. It's just everything's so hard. And it's like this all year. Like, when he plays really well, he doesn't even put up numbers. You know, what I mean, like that to me is just kind of the proof of how tough things are for the offense schematically. Huntley ends up fourteen for twenty-one for one thirty, you know, very very little, a uh, touchdown and an interception. Najee twenty-two for one eleven, Warren twelve for seventy-six, Dobbins played really well, seventeen for ninety-three, Andrews was a stud. And we talked about that earlier. You explained that away, but you know, that's a problem. But nine for 100. First downs in this game. Steelers got 22. Baltimore only had 15. Third downs. Again, the Steelers have been great on third downs. 10 of 16. Meanwhile, Baltimore was 5 of 12. Pretty crazy. So Warren Sharp does, I, I quote him a lot. He's a stat guy. And it was deep into the third quarter. And he sent out a tweet saying the Steelers average distance to go on third downs tonight is only 3.9 yards. That's the shortest to go of any team this entire week. And their early down running back runs are averaging 5.6 yards per carry. I get their strategy and I'm not being critical of this part. I mean, they're running the ball well, but they're getting to third and three, which is a very makeable down distance. And they continually do well on third downs, 10 of 16, but that's a hard way to live. It just is. You know The league shows that it's hard to hit 500 on third downs, and they've done it for over a month now, which is remarkable. Um, total plays, this was kind of mind-boggling. 70 total plays against 50 for Baltimore. That's winning football against a team that almost always is at the, at the top of the league in total plays, the Ravens. Yards for play. It's never going to be high for this team. They don't ever hit a 20-yarder. They don't ever hit an 80-yarder. Five flat versus 4-8. Time of possession, though, 34-14 versus 25-46. Um, I don't have any stock downs. Maybe I will tomorrow when I watch the tape again. Maybe one of the guards or nose tackles or whatever had a rougher day than I realized. Maybe. I'll pass to be Kenny Pickett. I mean, he's getting, as I've told you, Baby stepping forward time and time again. That's what you want from a rookie. I don't want a roller coaster. I don't want three steps forward, five steps back. I'm liking these little baby steps forward. And now he's doing it at end of game and making plays when they need him to most against quality opponents. Stock up to the run game. I mean, you guys listen to me for that. I mean, and both running backs, they ran hard. I thought it was both their running backs. Best game of the year. And I think it was Najee's best game as a pro. I mean, the touchdown was great, but he took over and ran with attitude. I mentioned Jerome a little bit in that way. They're not the same style, but just getting him on the ground and the competitiveness was tremendous. Um, I thought Sims had a nice contribution here as well overall. as a spot player. The O-line was great. And I'm not being critical of Kenny, but one of the things he still needs to work on is unnecessary movement within a clean pocket and that's a rookie thing again he's a a phenomenal at eluding free rushers but if he would be a little calmer within the pocket pressure wouldn't look as bad as it really is and I'm like I'm comparing him to Brady stupid but I just want you to picture how Brady would have handled some of those pockets would probably just be sitting there with almost flat-footed patting the ball where Kenny's moving and juking and jiving when you don't have to. But again, these are things he needs to work on. But the O-line was awesome in the run game and probably better in protection than you guys might have thought because Kenny makes it look like there's more things going on than there are. Second half defense, clutch defense, these are all thumbs up stuff. You know That's been problems for this team over the last few years. Not at all in this game. Mentioned Watt. Mentioned Robinson. Good game by Harvin again. Maybe there's some consistency there to build off of. Again, remember this time of year, not the weather was bad, but he really fell apart down the stretch last year when the weather started to to hit in. Physicality. I thought they were the more physical team. In the first matchup, I thought the Ravens were the more physical team. Nine out of ten times in Raven Steelers, the more physical team wins. And you got to give Tomlin credit. I mean, big picture understanding from start to finish this year what he has to do with the checkers he has to win and getting better and better and better and peaking near the end of the year, keeping this team competitive, keeping them relevant in January. None of us quite saw this coming, you know, to even have a reasonable shot. Maybe it's a long shot, but a reasonable shot to go to the postseason. Did you guys think this, you know, eight weeks ago? Of course you didn't. Nobody did. A um, couple little tiny notes, and there will be a lot more of these tomorrow. I liked seeing Minka and Cam kind of jawing at each other on the sidelines after Cam's, quote, dumb penalty, which I see both sides. You know, they both had very – I just like that there's two big-time leaders and competitors, you know, and no one's, oh, I can't stand up to Cam. He's too, you know, he's too scary. Well, Minka will get right in his face, too. You know, like when Cam's gone, they're in good hands with Minka is my point. Um, they lost the field position game badly. I've talked about that a few times and I think you guys need to realize, and I think I mentioned this earlier in the pod, that might've been the the best run defense in the entire league they faced tonight. Cl- Clay's Campbell wasn't in there still. I mean, yeah, he's a really good player, but that's not a big enough reason to get gashed like that. Basically start to finish. That was a great, rushing performance by your Steelers. I mean, again, that was not so many of these times in the second half of the season. Yeah, but the opponent wasn't very good. This opponent was as good as it gets in run defense. And they knew what was coming and they couldn't do a thing about it. They were helpless. And last thing, folks, this is why you don't tank. You know, think about the the thoughts around this team when things were going bad and everyone's talking about... You know, they're going to get Jalen Carter with the third overall pick. They should lose. Oh, beating these teams isn't really helping them. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's helping your rookie quarterback, which is the most important thing. It helps the organization from start to finish. I kind of laugh at the standard is the standard, but there's some truth to that. You know, that this is what we do. And that starts with ownership and it reflects greatly with Tomlin. So that's the organization you guys root for. And. Trust me, I think that's where you want to be. I don't think you want to be one of these teams that, uh eh, we'll pull our quarterback and lose our last couple games, and maybe we'll get five picks better in the draft. But we just send this brutal message to the entire locker room and everyone associated with the team. Losing's never good. That's a wrap, folks. I'm sure tomorrow's will be even more detailed, but we covered quite a bit. Quite a game. Over and out.